0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
1: What is a rogue state? We've heard that term bandied around a lot in the past, particularly in the 90s, particularly after 9-11, Iraq, Iran, North Korea. You get the gist. Well, if we're going to start talking about rogue states again, I think we do need to talk about the state of Israel. As I've been noting a lot... Uh, since this war began, uh, Israel is a state which is in serial defiance of international law, specifically its illegal occupation of Palestinian land, the theft of land in the West Bank, those illegal settlements. But It is serially breaking, again, as I keep noting, international law right now in Gaza, the norms of war, collective punishment, forcible displacement, mass bombardment of civilian populations, we could go on. But now look at their attitude towards the United Nations, which, whatever you think about it, was set up amidst the carnage of World War II in an effort to prevent the great horrors humanity inflicted on each other repeating themselves. Now, there are totally worthy critiques of the United Nations to say at the least, given a lot of UN states are human rights abusers, Um, the fact that in practice, the world order isn't governed by a law in which all are equals, where none are above the law. In practice, great powers and their allies can behave with impunity, uh, which in the current context means that the only superpower that remains the United States can behave with impunity and its allies, the likes of Saudi Arabia, for example. Um, And yes... Like Israel, now going to war against the United Nations is a bit, well, how do we put it? Rogue statey, I would say. This week, the Secretary General Antonio Guterres said that, what to any rational, sensible, reasonable person assessing the facts should be uncontroversial. He specifically condemned Hamas and the atrocities that they committed. He said Hamas's October seventh murder and kidnap um, attacks were. Appalling. He said nothing can justify the deliberate killing, injuring, and kidnapping of civilians or the launching of rockets against civilian targets, which I wholeheartedly um, agree. What he did also do is provide the one thing that Israel always wants to wage war on in these particular um, terrible moments, which is context. Let's just listen to what the big guy had to say for himself.
2: It is important to also recognize the attacks by Hamas did not happen in a vacuum the Palestinian people have been subjected to 56 years of suffocating occupation. They have seen their land steadily devoured by settlements and plagued by violence, their economy stifled, their people displaced, and their homes demolished. Their hopes for a political solution to their plight have been vanishing. But the grievances of the Palestinian people cannot justify the appalling attacks by Hamas, And those appalling attacks cannot justify the collective punishment of the Palestinian people.
1: Absolutely spot on. Now, look, I know the apologists for the Israeli state and its behavior want us to believe that day one of all of this were the appalling acts committed by Hamas against innocent civilians on the 7th of October. And that you can't talk about anything else. And anything else is essentially apologism for terrorism. That's what they would like us to to think. They don't believe that. But that's not the point. This is a political, obviously, attack. Uh, they, they think we can't talk about anything. They think that we can't talk about the context of what the Palestinians have gone through, the ethnic cleansing of 700,000 Palestinians from their homes in 1948 and the the massacres, the killings that accompanied that and the Nakba, as it was called, the illegal occupation of Palestinian land after 1967, the illegal settlements, the theft of land, the repeated ethnic cleansing of Palestinian people, uh, the mass incarceration, including without charge, including of children, uh, including documented torture, uh, the siege of Gaza, what has been described by human rights organisations in Israel and across the west as apartheid, the killings always far more Palestinians killed uh, than Israelis. Ninety-six um, percent of deaths in the fifteen years before October the seventh were Palestinian civilians. Uh, Palestinians. That's not in any way to justify ever the killing of Israeli civilians, and that's an important point to make. Um, now they just want us to believe that basically the extremism of Hamas came from nowhere, uh, that they support that the support that they got. Uh, can be explained by presumably Palestinians going a bit wacky one day, going, oh, ugh, what we like. Nothing to do with, say, how the secular movement fatter. Uh, was deliberately undermined by Israel. It had its own problems, corruption and all the rest of it, by the way, which shouldn't be dismissed. But nonetheless, they were undermined by Israel. That its strategy of abandoning armed struggle and seeking peace achieved nothing. And that there is a lot of evidence, which for the likes of the Israeli newspaper Harats has been airing, that the likes of Benjamin Netanyahu strove to boost Hamas in order to divide the Palestinian movement and make a, one, a, um, a two-state solution impossible. Um, now, they want any context to be seen as dangerous, outrageous, extreme. It basically makes you a Hamas operative. Let's just listen to their foreign secretary. He's supposed to be moderate, this guy, relatively. <laughs> he recently called uh, Eli Cohen uh, for the annexation of parts of Gaza. So that's what we're talking about there. Anyway, let's just listen. Mr. Secretary General, in what world do you live?
0: Definitely, this is not our world. If all nations do not stand by the basic value, the basic value of humanity described in the UN Charter, this will be the darkest hour, the darkest hour of United Nations under you, Mr. Secretary. At this place, and this place will have no moral justification to exist.
1: Listen to the state of that ranting and raving, suggesting that uh, the end of the United Nations because what their Secretary General said. There's a wider context that has to be understood, which started before the seventh of October. Now Israel's ambassador to the United Nations, Gilad Erdan, uh, then called on the UN Secretary General to resign. He said he'd expressed an understanding for terrorism and murder. I think I mean it, you should see the guy. I don't know. I don't know how libel works in these diplomatic contexts. To be honest with you, but pff, he'd. In a, in a court, which wasn't rigged. You, you're sort of done done for libel, that, aren't you, there? Bang bang to rights, I would say. Um, now, on Wednesday, Erden said his country will block visas for UN officials. Um, so they already rejected an application by the UN Under-Secretary General for Humanitarian Affairs um, and Emergency Review Coordinator Martin Griffiths. Uh, he said, it's time we teach them a lesson. Sounds a little bit rogue state, you guys, doesn't it? Um, anyway, Antonio Guterres responded to him being completely defamed and what he said, completely distorted and twisted by objective lies by a state which lies and lies and lies and
2: lies. Here we go. I am shocked by the misrepresentations by some of my statement yesterday in the Security Council as if as if I was justifying acts of terror by Hamas, this is false, it was the opposite. In the beginning of my intervention yesterday, I clearly stated, and I quote, I have condemned unequivocally the horrifying and unprecedented seven October acts of terror by Hamas in Israel. Nothing can justify the deliberate killing, injuring and kidnapping of civilians, or the launching of rockets against civilian targets, end quote. Indeed, I spoke of the grievances of the Palestinian people. And in doing so, I also clearly stated, and I quote, but the grievances of the Palestinian people cannot justify the appalling attacks by Hamas, end quote. And then I went on with my intervention referring all my positions on all aspects of the Middle East crisis. I believe It was necessary to set the record straight, especially out of respect to the victims and to their families.
1: Now look, the issue here, Israel thinks it's above the law, it thinks it can behave exactly how it wants and it's completely right. You know, other countries uh, have broken the law and if they're not Western client states, that's used as justification for the West to stop bombing them you know, humanitarian intervention, that last thing called. I wouldn't support that in the case of Israel, to be clear. What I do support is boycott, divestment and sanctions, which is the strategy employed um, against apartheid South Africa. Um, Because the problem we've got is with the support of the world's only remaining superpower, they really do think they can oppress Palestinians for decades, steal their land, destroy any chance of Palestinian statehood and commit... Uh, terrible war crimes and get away with it, and they can. So, what we gonna, what 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 else can we do? You know, it's a peaceful movement, um, which is about building pressure um, f- to put on Israel from our governments which support it. Uh, we do have to keep fighting for that context. Context is not a justification for atrocities. We have to be clear about that. There's never any justification for killing civilians. Never let the evil of the world rot away your humanity. And you know, no cause on earth justifies the killing of civilians. And I've, I've, I've made myself watch some of the atrocities committed against Israeli civilians on the 7th of October. And they were absolutely vile and indefensible. Horrible to watch. Horrible to watch. And, and you know, I'm not going to start recommending everyone goes watching them, but you, it is important to say that. You know, um, people like me have been consistent on that matter, which is wine's... Defenders of what Israel is doing up even more. The vast majority of civilians killed in this so-called conflict are Palestinians. I say so-called conflict because it's too asymmetrical. Military superpower and refugee camps, essentially. Um, and they are being killed by a state with the active support of our government. Who've made, who've, who have made, who've facilitated the injustices which the UN Secretary General referred to and therefore made this horror possible. And that's why we're complicit. That's why we're talking about this so much. Because people go, what about all these other horrors going on? <laughs> no shortage of horror in this world. But this is a particular crime happening now with the active support of our governments and it was made possible by the position of our governments over many, many years, allowing the Palestinian people to be abandoned and deprived of their basic rights. And, you know, when people say no justice, no peace, some people say, well, that's a threat, but it isn't, is it? It's an observation of reality that you you can't get a lasting peace without justice. And so it is the case here. And it doesn't matter how much Israeli leading officials squeal about it and rant and rave about the United Nations behaving, as I've said, like a rogue state, a, a, a thug which knows it can get away with anything. That is the truth. That is the reality. And however much truth angers those committing terrible crimes, it needs to be stated even louder, doesn't it? Anyway, please like and subscribe. Please support us on patreon.com forward slash 7 jjz We've got loads of interviews and content to come. Um, about this horror because we need to keep talking about this as loud as we can. Um, you can keep showing the road on patreon.com for us you in a bit.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus,